to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the Dylan to my Dutch, Tony. Say hey, Tone. Oh! Oh! This is the What's up, guys? Episode 47. Yes. Sunday evening, we are currently at this moment live. Live, at least on Facebook and uh, Twitch. We're having Twitch. a... Couldn't, some, get, couldn't get the tube of the use to work. Yeah. Uh, but it wouldn't be one of our shows without uh, a few technical difficulties. <laughs> always. As it always is. But uh, yeah, we're here for another week of, uh, boy, another show full of, I can't think of the words today. You know, it's, it's been one of those days. <laughs> but uh, we've got lots of fun stories, uh, you know, not more of the same, some really interesting stuff coming up. But... Before we get into any of that, let's go ahead and do our shameless plugs. It's shameless plug time. It is in these hills that Juan Valdez and his trusty goat gather coffee beans every morning. All right. It is always cool. So for our first shameless plug is my dog rescue nonprofit, Rough Riders at roughriders.org. Uh, we save dogs from kill shelters out in the rural areas, bring them back up into this area, give them a second chance at life. And uh, actually today got one of our dogs, Mickey, placed, which uh, is uh, why I'm a little bit, you know, out of sorts. I've just been dealing with that all day. So uh, just trying to get my my head straight into the uh, pop culture stuff right now. But uh, we're working on another transport from the Vegas area all the way up to Olympia, Washington. And so a lot of good things happening with Rough Riders right now, but we always need support. We need uh, donations. We are looking to raise $75,000 for a uh, transport fleet, two commercial vans upfitted with kennels, so that way we can move more dogs at any given time. Uh, so if you are interested, head over to roughriders.org. That's R-U-F-F riders.org uh, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. And Tony, you do a little thing with our friend Jimmy Jones, which will be pretty much right after this show. So uh, we'll have to... Uh, <laughs> From one to the next. Yep, we're going to have to get through these stories pretty quickly. So uh, that yeah. way he can make that appointment. But uh, tell us a little more about it. Yeah, so I am a part of Jimmy Jones' uh, uh, broadcast on KNVC 951 FM, Carson City Community Media Radio. Um, you can go to KNVC.org, stream Pop Culture Kaboom starts at 7 p.m. Um, Pacific time till 9 p.m. So that will be going live here in the next uh, half hour. So uh, Jimmy Jones talks everything, Pop Culture Cons, uh, toys, media, movies, everything that's pop culture related. And I do a movie segment with them. So we'll be covering some gruesome trailers this week. Uh, I think it's My Spy is one of them with Batista. And, uh, <laughs> so gruesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so gruesome. This week we'll be talking about, um, you know, just, uh, Friday the 13th movies, Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. Yeah. That looks pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, My Spy, The Hunt, looks like a neat movie. Mom, Mother of Monsters, and The Vast of the Night. So, all surprisingly, 
movies you probably haven't heard of, but actually look pretty good. So, right on. Uh, you know, see what we say on uh, Pop Culture Kaboom. That'll be on later. Or you can always go back and listen to the archives. They are available on KMB, on Pop Culture uh, Facebook page <laughs> and KMBC.org. So there trying you go. to freestyle there without cheating too much with my there you go. And then uh, finally, the last shameless plug, uh, I work for a company called America Matters Media, where uh, I do a daily radio music show. It's a rock show called Reno Tahoe Tonight Rocks, where we uh, play album rock and B-sides from rock bands that people know and love. But we also play stuff from the best local bands here in the northern Nevada, northern California area. And each day has a different theme. Tomorrow being Monday is going to be Mayhem Monday, so it's a little bit of the heavier stuff. But uh, all of that is podcast out, so if you uh, are on any of the podcast platforms, head over to Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, look for Reno Tahoe Tonight Rocks, and every day is a different playlist of songs. Um, and then also on Facebook, so if you head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio, yes, my moniker for... Uh, the radio is Christian Phoenix. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio with R. And uh, you can actually watch it live uh, every morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, it's a good show, too. So it's definitely worth uh, listening to and get to hear some rare stuff. And uh, for music that we grew up with, um, well, high school-wise, it's right. always good. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, Lacey had said, we are missing a shelf back here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my crappy shelves did not stick. 3M sticks, <laughs> screws, 3M sticks. So, you know, there you go. So it's all on one shelf. So just, just to acknowledge it. But, yep. yeah. All right. Let's get on with the show. Excellent. Let's get on with our movie news. Hit it, Tone. The movie news. Are you the key master? Laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> Oh, we kicked it down. This baby hit 38 miles per hour. We're going to see some serious shit. Shouldn't we have talked TVs first? You know, it's funny. While we were playing that. My brain just did that. I was like, well, (laughs) technically it's TVs, but. uh, It is one of those days. Why don't you you hit the TV news button? All right. Let's do that one first. Since. The cream of the crop. Baby. Let's go, Excellent. Hail to the king, baby. <laughs> and I'm not even I'm not even drinking Princess Yum Yum. No. Tony's go to drink. Neither am I. Ooh, what are you drinking there, Tone? Yeah, that'd be a Kirkland signature margarita to protect you from coronavirus. <laughs> it, it saves you from the corona. Yeah, at least something does. Apparently, toilet paper yeah, and uh, water. bottled water from Costco does as well. So Yes, it will protect you forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole other side tangent we could get into. <laughs> Let's talk TV news. All right. First bit of TV news for those of you like us that grew up uh, in the 90s probably loved the Sandlot. I mean, killer lines like you're killing me smalls and forever. Uh, forever. <laughs> Uh, just a classic, classic movie. Uh, you can see it on Disney Plus right now, but it was confirmed by the original film's director, David Mickey Evans, uh, on the podcast The Rain Delay, that a 
sequel is in the works. He said, I just finished the Sandlot sequel. I just sold a Sandlot television show. We're about to get an order for the first two seasons. Uh, when he was asked where people would be able to catch the revival show, he basically said, I can't tell you who's going to stream it, but he knows and it doesn't take a genius to figure it out. So it's more than likely headed over to Disney+. Plus. The one thing he did say is that it takes place in 1984 when all of the original cast and characters are right around the age of 33 years old and have children of their own. So we're going to see a lot of the returning cast members coming to this. And it'll be fun, you know, for me growing up with it. Now I can show the revival series to my kids and uh, they should get a kick out of it. Yeah, it's um, I, I hit a soundbite, but it just all it did was take me to an Amazon link. So never mind. <laughs> um, it was going to say count on it. Pee drinking crap face. Um, want to give a shout out to Kendra, Bobby, Lacey, and Michael, and Sari for checking in with us. Hi, guys. Um, we are live, so shoot your questions. I will acknowledge you um, throughout the uh, stories here. Um, I don't know about this, man. I, I'm a huge fan of The Sandlot. I love the original. I think it's a classic. Um, I know they did a sequel to it already. I never watched it, so I can't crap on it or anything. I know very little yeah, about it. you know, but uh, for a series, if it's a limited run series, maybe just like it's the, you know, the original cast and their kids get to see what, like how all they, all the kids became friends and all that, that, that might be kind of cool. Um, the only one that I would even recognize anymore as, uh, is Porter. Um, he looks exactly the same. Yep. It's just an adult version, you know, but everybody else looks, uh, quite different. So, um, either way, um, love the Sandlot. I'll give it a chance and man, hope Wendy Peppercorn aged well. So. <laughs> and you know, if it does, I see if they made little squints, there you go. If it does yeah. end up on Disney plus, you know, it's worth checking out. If you like it, you continue watching it. If you don't like it, no big loss. Nah, but yeah, check it out. I mean, Sam Life, everyone that's watching has seen it, so I don't need to tell you, check it out. It's just freaking classic, so. Yep. So uh, moving on, fans of the anthology FX series American Horror Story um, obviously know that uh, some of the big names like uh, Sarah Paulson and Evan Peters are coming back uh, for season 10, but it was announced that Macaulay Culkin of all people, is going to be part of the cast for season 10 as well. Um, and, yep, Tony, no just, did his, Tony yeah. just did his uncanny impression of... Uh, yeah, <laughs> bear with me. I just I kind of just got my voice back. I haven't had a voice. I can't do a lot of my uh, normal uh, voices, so I'm not going to attempt to do a Home Alone scream because I do want to kind of get my voice back. So, uh, yeah, so you get this. <laughs> insert your Kevin McAllister uh, voice there. So, yeah. The thing I like about American horror story is that you don't have to follow it from season to season. No. Each season is standalone. They all have their own different themes. Uh, the most recent one that aired was uh, American horror story, 1984, which drew inspiration from, you know, the 80s slasher flicks like Friday the 13th. This season 10 one is going to be uh, set to the song dead of night. Uh, Oh, I, I guess that was the announcement. So they haven't actually said what the um, theme of this one is going to be quite yet. Hmm. 
I, the last one was based on slasher thrillers from the 80s. Um, it was more like a Friday the 13th type vibe. I've never watched them. Oh, really? So I can't be expecting Yeah, I've never seen them. I like the premise of them all. I love that each season is its own story. <laughs> it's a new story every season. Mm. Um, something I think The Walking Dead should take a cue from. As we've said many, many times. Throwing that out there, Hollywood. Putting that out there in the universe for you. But, uh, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, from what I hear, it's a great show. There are fans of our show that let me know yep. about it. So, And if you uh, subscribe to Hulu, now Hulu carries all of the FX series. So, uh, I mean, if you need to catch up and you're a Hulu subscriber, that's the place to go. Ah, very good. I've, I'm a Hulu subscriber. <laughs> very good. Technically, you're a Spotify subscriber. Yeah, very good. Spotify <laughs> and the Hulu, they all we want. Yep. All right. I can't even do a Juan Pablo voice. I know. Right you're, now. You're out They're of it. It's very, very bad when you have a very horsey breath. I think you've got coronavirus. I do have the corona. <laughs> All right. That does it for TV news. Before we get back into the movie news, yeah, let's go ahead. Back into the movie news by talking to Deep Register, I have a voice. There you go. Let's go ahead and hit that weekend hit box, that box office. Hit office one, right? Yes, yes. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. All right. This, uh, the button was only accessible. There you go. All right, so it is no question what the number one movie is. Uh, Disney Pixar's Onward, which uh, actually... Onward! You know, even though it was the number one movie in theaters, only opened with an estimated $40 million. A lot of that is due to the, as we mentioned, coronavirus fears. Why? Uh, yeah. And the, the theater is still as germy as it was today as it was yesterday. I mean... There's boogers on the seats, old ass farts, stale popcorn. My niece Annabella, the rest part of that movie is when we're done with the movie, there was a lake of popcorn on the floor, courtesy of me. <laughs> Welcome, AMC. Tony's a messy eater. Well, I knocked the bucket over. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. And Annabella, at the end of the movie, much. she's like, Uncle Tom. It, yeah. was like, it was like a river of popcorn. It was a lot. <laughs> it was good stuff. So I think Disney was expecting a bigger opening, obviously, despite this. Um, it only opened ahead of The Good Dinosaur, which made $39.1 million back in 2015. Um, I mean, starring Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, you can't go wrong. Tony's going to give his review of it here after we do the box office report. But, you know, it uh, as... Fears hopefully die down. Maybe it'll find some legs in, in upcoming weeks. Let me just say, if you guys are watching the show, thank you, first off. But second, don't take offense when I say this, but don't be one of these nut jobs out there that buys into the media BS out here. Uh, Corona, uh, stay home, buy all the toilet paper at Costco. I mean, please shop at Costco. Keep me in business. I mean, I have an outside job thanks to you guys. But don't be ridiculous about it. Come on. Just don't go live your life normally. You know, right. You're more likely to die from uh, the flu or or anything else other yep. than that. It's, <laughs> it's thin. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's disappointing for a movie that should have had a much bigger opening. Now, in second place was last week's number one, which is the R-rated Bloomhouse produced horror thriller, The Invisible Man. 
brought in 15.1 million the second week. Um, what was that? that? That was the invisible Hadouken. There you go. It's like, what does Ryu have to do with the man? <laughs> but, I didn't have a suspenseful invisible man. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and you saw that one, right, Tom? I did. Okay. So we'll get Tony's review of that one as well. I was supposed to go see it this weekend. Things got, uh, you know, when you run a dog rescue nonprofit, you, priorities. Just, so. Unfortunately, yeah. All right. In third place was an R-rated sports drama that I had no idea was coming out, uh, starring Ben Affleck, called The Way Back with $8.5 million. It looks good. Yeah. Got an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see. Fourth place. (laughs) (laughs) And we just, like, danced past it. Yep. Fourth place, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog with another 7.9 million. If you want to know our thoughts on that, go back and watch or listen uh, to, uh, was it last episode that we did the review? Maybe two episodes ago. Listen to them all. Just, you know. Cover all your bases, listen to all of our shows, and then... And if you don't go back in time, Chris and I both gave it a... We gave it an up. We did. It was a good flick. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't fantastic. Wasn't mind-blowing, but we enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. In fifth place was Harrison Ford with a computer-animated dog in uh, Call of the Wild with 7 million. Didn't see that one. Nope. I heard it it was okay. Sixth place was the period... Comedy drama Emma with five million. Apparently, it was a Jane Austen adaptation. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In seventh place is a movie that is hanging in there. Bad Boys for Life making another three million. It is four hundred and fifteen million dollars worldwide. So it's doing pretty well for itself. Yeah, somebody said the way back is the. um, is uh, Peabody and Sherman Machine? It was. So that, that, that was, was good. yeah. Good, Thanks good, good pull. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. Yep. Eighth place, you had uh, Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn movie, with another two point one million. Uh, wow, a movie that I actually really want to see, but wasn't available anywhere in Reno. In ninth place was the Impractical Jokers movie with one point oh, eight million. Yeah. I got to yeah, tell our- you, it. If you don't have access to True TV, you're well, missing out. That. Impact- yeah, Impractical Jokers is great. Uh, yeah. Mike and Lacey went and saw it. They said it was great. And mm. then they actually did a showing down at Westminster. I didn't know about it. Uh. They did it, and Murr actually really? showed up. Really? James Murray, just, huh? Just appeared and did a Q&A at the end of the movie. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so. really cool. Yeah, I want to see it. But uh, like I said, nowhere in the Reno area. So sadly, I'm out. Weird of that it's playing there. It's playing at the crappy AMC down the road here. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and then let's see. 10th place was a uh, anime that I'm not overly familiar with. Apparently just, it's huge now, but it's called My Hero Academia Heroes Rising with one. I just wanted to do the fart button because I don't I don't know anything about it, so you could I'm not gonna see it. So Nope, me neither. Nah. So that does it for the box office report. Nah. Now let's get into Tony's reviews of a couple movies. Uh let's, reviews. let's start with Onward. Onward, okay. 
So Onward, obviously, is a Pixar um, Disney movie that just came out with Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Saw it on Thursday night. Um, they had a cool Simpsons short right before the movie um, with Maggie, which was really neat. Um, it incorporated a lot of um, like Disney welcoming the Simpsons into the family. It was a silent film. It was okay. you know, no talking. It was like a little real short little musical kind of told the story of Maggie meeting a, a baby that she liked. And um, then of course she gets picked up from the daycare, doesn't get to see um, the little baby again. And then Homer is an idiot and doesn't take her to the right one. So she's <laughs> constantly the whole time trying to get back to, to her love and, and rekindle. And it's just a real sweet, short, Short little animation, um, great what's, way to start it off. What's interesting about that is, so Pixar is known for their shorts before their Pixar movies, and the majority of them are um, no dialogue. So it sounds like, you know, The Simpsons sort of picked up that ball and ran with it uh, yeah, for, they, for this. They did, and it's going to continue on. They, uh, they, they were testing it to see how it was received. It was actually well-received. IGN only gave it a six. They said nothing mind-blowing. Um called Playdate with Destiny and to me it was um I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh entertaining. I'm just kind of cheating here just uh well especially you know you're yeah. a you're a lifelong Simpsons fan. So yeah and they introduced a new the new baby is someone you never see. His name's okay. Hudson. So um but she's just waiting and she you can tell she's smitten with Hudson but of course now she sees what everybody else sees that Homer's a big buffoon and can't get it right, you know <laughs> and uh you know, just all in all, good little start. But uh, so And I that was that, Tony's review of Onward. Yes, or, and I <laughs> talked about the Simpsons the whole time. So Onward itself, um, keep it real short and simple. Um, for Pixar, it was fantastic. It had humor, had a great story. If you like wizardry, um, a lot of good wizard stuff. But, but the premise behind it is uh, really awesome. Um, you know, the younger um, elf, he ends up, uh, you know he gets a gift for his 16th birthday, which is a staff that their dad that had passed away. They don't ever say cancer, but he was sick and he died. Okay. Um, but he leaves a spell where they can do the staff and they can bring him back Well, they do the spell, but they only get half of him. So then the story becomes him and his brother go and try to find this stone to bring the dad back. And, uh, you know, it was really uh, heartfelt. So, I mean, if you guys have lost anybody close to you, you know, a mom or dad, especially a dad, it's going to tug at the heartstrings. It's very sad, but a very good movie. Shows that, you know, even though um, Tom Holland's character didn't have, didn't grow up knowing his dad, it turns out, you know, like uh, his brother was there for him to kind of be a father figure. So it was a really cool story. Right um, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. So if you guys get a chance... I give it a thumbs up. Don't be afraid of this coronavirus BS. Go see it. Excellent movie. Yeah, Pixar definitely knows how to turn on the waterworks. Oh man, they they did. You know, it just it hits you. It hits you in the feels. It yeah, does. But you know, it also had a lot of humor too, man. Chris Pratt and uh, and Tom Holland are just excellent in it. So. <laughs> so now, if you go to take the kids to see Onward, then uh, right after that, just go straight in, take them to see The Invisible Man next. And yes. uh, Tony, go ahead and give us your review of that. So The Invisible Man is this movie about someone you can't see. And his name's not John Cena. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> the Invisible Man, keep it short, is a very suspenseful film. Um, 
a lot of people, I, there's a lot of jump scares. So okay. see it in the theater, a lot of loud jump scares. It's not a scary movie in the sense of scary, like paranormal or monsters scary in the sense that a psychotic controlling boyfriend, you know, is so controlling over one girl that she finds any way to escape. But yeah, he finds a way to create an invisible suit and terrorize her. And that it, it is, it's very suspenseful creates her i mean there's this one scene in the restaurant that where you're just like whoa you know um <laughs> it's a messed up movie at, at times man it really takes somebody's uh her whole world you know they make her seem to be like she's a nut job and they're like oh he's dead he's dead nah he's just invisible so um yeah it's definitely um a great flick to go see very suspenseful uh, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Um, definitely a thumbs up on that as well. And I don't say thumbs up to every movie I see, but having, I was really happy to see Invisible Man. That was better than I thought it was going to be. And Onward didn't disappoint. So two great movies, two thumbs up. Horrible review. There you go. And if you had more thumbs up, you'd give more thumbs up. Yeah, uh, I would. Yes. And I'm uh, being told Jokers was amazing. The, the masses. Awesome. Uh, I heard Invisible Man, the uh, acting was great and that the directing was really good as well. For those who don't know who directed it, it uh, was directed by Lee Wanell, who uh, most famously is known for the Saw franchise. Huh. I did not know that, but... Now you do. That would explain why the suspense was so good, because, man, it was suspenseful. <laughs> I, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Good suspense. You yeah. know? And there's just... Stuff you didn't see coming, and I like movies where you don't see things coming. It hits you out of left field because they're like, invisible. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, but I want to see it. Still plan on seeing it. It probably will be a couple weeks because I'm going to see my boys next weekend. Going to take them to see Onward, and unfortunately, can't bring them with me to see Invisible Man. Don't take them to Invisible Man. That restaurant scene will mess them up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. So this next story is not really pop culture related, but it is something that we would love insight on from uh, those of you listening or watching. So a new survey has revealed that nearly half of surveyed Americans are spending less time at the movies, more time at home on streaming services. Not a huge surprise. People say a crowdsourcing uh, company recently surveyed around 50,000 Americans to take a look at new trends in the entertainment industry. As a result, they found 46% of moviegoers are spending a reduced amount of time at the movie theater or have stopped going completely. Further, the survey revealed that 40% of the sample group spends at least two hours a day on streaming services. Um, it's not a shock that less people are going to the movie theaters. Uh, for me, I mean, uh, obviously I'm, I'm busy, but when I have the opportunity go, to go, I'm going to go see the blockbuster movies, the ones that you want the theater experience for, you know, the Marvel movies, the, the Disney Pixar movies, horror movies. Um, those are what I'm going to see. Now I'm not going to see as I was before some of the, the straight comedies or the dramas or some of the, you know, the award season movies, yeah. just because they're easier to do in the comfort of my own home, it's yeah, less like you're expensive. You're not going to go see Parasite in theaters. Like that's something you're going to watch when it's on a streaming service or something along those lines. Exactly. Yeah. You know, part of that is it's so expensive to see movies nowadays. Um, and then just you have the AMC pass. Yep. Yeah. Have a good AMC. I don't. I've got <laughs> Galaxy Theaters, which is very expensive. Um, they've got a great 
bar service and, and concessions and all of that. That's uh, a Cinemark, right? No, no, it's no. their own. It's uh, the same as the Fandango down in Carson City, oh, okay. Galaxy Theaters. They have great reclining chairs, but uh, again, if I'm going to go spend a bunch of money at a movie theater, I want to see a movie that is movie theater ready. Because, yeah. I mean, realistically, in my living room, I've got a big screen TV, surround system, and there's a lot of movies that I can you know, get that almost same experience for a lot less money. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's just something about going to theaters. I think are a lot of fun. I I definitely think uh, people go less and less um, due to it being so expensive, and that is a tough thing. Um, or if their theaters are not very good, um, like uh, I gotta say, goodbye. I apologize. <clears throat> like the AMC, if that was the only one I had down the street, I probably wouldn't go that much because that theater sucks. Yeah, it's, it's junky. I'll go if I really need to. But I'll pay the extra money and I'll go to the Cinemark down the road um, because it's nice. Um, where uh, when Mike and Lacey came down, we went and saw Onward at a nice AMC where it was reclining seats. And that was great. So I got to put my past to something good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you don't have that, you know, if you have to do that for a whole family, it gets pricey. So don't don't blame people, but don't don't. I always say in my stupid, horrible movie reviews that I write or I do a video for go see movies like that's that's the fun that's, yeah. that's the best part of it is actually going there seeing it in a theater i don't know why it just it's better that way i think agreed all right so moving on to the next thing uh there was a recommendation that uh, we talk about uh new blu-ray releases coming out and so we pulled some of those up uh today is the 8th of march and so uh, let's take a look at what's being released on march 10th uh, so two days from now. Uh, interesting that movies are now coming out on a Tuesday. Yeah. You know, they There's always came out on... Bit on this Tuesday coming out. Hi, by the way, Brian. Thanks for checking in, buddy. Yeah. Hey, Brian. All right. So the big, bigger name Blu-ray releases, uh, you have Adam Sandler's Uncut Gems, which was one of the ones that actually I heard was snubbed for a lot of the award movies. Apparently it was very good. The acting was fantastic. Um, but... I know, just, you'll have to watch it and let me know. I, okay. Oh, you've seen it? I, I hated it. Oh, interesting. Doesn't Just because I hate it doesn't mean it's bad. It was, a lot of people liked it. I, oof, I did not like that. <laughs> uh, Bombshell with Charlize Theron, uh, Nicole Kidman, and Margot Robbie uh, talking about the Fox Rupert Murdoch whole investigation thing. Obviously, not pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> three hotties i'd watch it yep three good actresses uh let's see a movie that tony unfortunately watched uh, charlie's angels which this is getting a massive down yeah it's, uh, it's a brown down <laughs> one more three charlie's angels there you what go. a piece of crap movie that is don't waste your time awful Another Tom Holland animated movie, Spies in Disguise. My boys enjoyed the hell out of that. It's a, oh yeah. Who was that? DreamWorks or? Uh, yeah, Sony? it's a dreams. It's a yeah. DreamWorks movie. Yeah, I've heard great things about it. Um, I haven't seen it, but uh, you know, it it got good reviews. Uh, you know, if the kids like it, that's good. So. Yep. And then some of the lesser known movies. You've got uh, a movie called Lose or Loose which I have no idea what that's about. There is what I'm hoping is not a sequel to the terrible movie that we talk about all the time. Yeah. The Witch Subversion. 
Yeah, I saw that. I was wondering that too. They, see, those are the movies like on Pop Culture Kaboom. We talk about crappy ass movies like that. Yeah. Which, but that never came up as a trailer. So, well, look, looking that. at the cover, it looks like it's probably one of the these Korean movies, you know, yeah. similar to like Paranoid. or Luz. Yeah. I think that's something we covered before. I think I gave it a touch brown or okay. brown down or whatever, whatever we call it. <laughs> uh, this next movie, based on the image i can't tell if it is a 70s 80s like pulp b-side movie or if it's something that's brand new that's meant to look that way but it's called inseminoid <laughs> yeah looks the cover's terrible looking it's a girl like freaking out looks straight out of the 80s she's upside down with her legs open and there's yeah there is a like, baby coming out or some creature oh, is there coming, a baby coming out? out yeah okay yeah i guess there is there's people like in hazmat suits yeah yeah but, but a cover uh, very similar to like reanimator so yeah yeah. and if you're a fan of the kansas city chiefs you can uh, pick up the super bowl 54 champions kansas city chiefs obviously you can tell tony is a huge fan yeah huge huge fan of the chiefs no offense (laughs) i mean congrats to the chiefs i mean guys finally got to win one but i'm okay no more (laughs) all right so that really sort of does it for the Blu-ray movies. Now, Tony, get that button ready so now we can actually now get we can into actually get to the movies. The movie news. Roll. Are you the king of Africa? Yes, I am. Again. <laughs> I'm realizing looking at the screen that it's time to trim my beard. It's getting a little unruly here. Yeah, it's funny. Like they just said the, you know, how Doc Brown was the last one on there. We have uh-huh. a guy at work and uh, he's a younger guy. And uh, he, was, he was trying to grow. He had corn rolls. <laughs> corn rolls, right? Corn, corn rows. Corn rows. He had corn rows and he undid them. And he looked just like a younger Doc Brown. Like his hair was just poofy and we were just giving him shit all day. I was like, oh, you look like Doc Brown. He goes, yeah, you're the third person to tell me that. Thanks. Did you tell him Great Scott? No, no, I didn't have much of a voice to do. Great Uh, Scott, Marty. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. All right. So first up in our movie news, uh, we're going to go over our trailer of the week. One that I'm excited about and didn't even know that it was in the works. And I'm talking about the Jordan Peele-produced Candyman trailer. And this is a quote-unquote spiritual sequel to the 1992 horror film Candyman, which I loved. I, I was a huge fan of it. Uh, I can't say it three more times or else he'll come and kill me. Yeah, but, you don't want uh, him to appear, man. Yep, yep. You know, it's not like Beetlejuice where you say it three times. You have to say it five times for him to yeah, appear. Don't say, if you say Beetlejuice one more time, he'll appear. Yeah, but uh, Candyman, you know, again... Early 90s is when I was starting to fall in love with the different horror movies. Uh, Obviously, the Nightmare on Elm Street series, the Hellraiser series. And I really sort of sought out for some of the lesser known ones. And Candyman is one that I came across. And and just, I love the concept of it. It was, uh, it did a great job of, you know, just having that that slasher meets supernatural horror and thrill. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's coming back with a, a sequel of sorts now produced by Jordan Peele, and uh, it looks good. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm Jordan excited Peele for this has, one. He has this uh, thumb on the edge for horror movies right now. He's doing a real good job with that, and I think uh, 
Yeah, just the way he does the trailer, how he takes an old throwback R&B song. Like, who would have thought you'd take a, right. uh, is it Destiny Child song, Say My Name, and they make it so damn creepy. So uh-huh. kudos to that, man. It was a wicked trailer. I'm hoping they bring Tony Todd back as uh, the kind of I don't know. My guess is he'll probably have a uh, um, cameo in it, but the way they sort of set up the trailer is that the main character is the Candyman, just, you know, a reincarnation or whatever it is. So um, we'll see. I I have a feeling he's going to play, you know, the supernatural version of it. Yeah, we have that trailer up on our Facebook page. So if you want to check that out, check it out. That is our trailer of the week this week. So uh, definitely go to Facebook slash Proton Pack Podcast, which you're watching it there anyways, probably. So just after the show. Yep. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, we've been talking a lot recently about Indiana Jones 5 and, you know, some of Harrison Ford's comments about what they're looking to do. And uh, we're getting a little more information out about it. Now, uh, we know that uh, Harrison Ford is returning. We know that John Williams is coming back to uh, compose the score for it. Frank Marshall will produce Steven Spielberg is out as director. Uh, it looks like James Mangold, who you know from Logan, or um, more, recent, more recently Ford versus Ferrari, is uh, taking that over. So I think it's in good hands. Good hands. Yeah, it sucks that it's not Spielberg, man. But, but then again, it's, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll, hold, I'll hold judgment. I mean, I know Harrison Ford's coming back, but super old indie, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, George Lucas obviously isn't producing since he sold all of the Lucasfilm rights over to Disney. Uh, actor John Reese davies has expressed interest in reprising his role of Sala, which uh, it would be great to see him in there again. And then uh, it was originally written by David Kep, who co-wrote Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and then handed over to John Kasdan for the rewrite. So hopefully uh, he didn't keep too, too much of David Kep's uh, story. Yeah, if, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was not that great, man. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was cool to see him come back, and you're like, oh my god, we're getting a new Indiana Jones, and it just it was not that great. It wasn't <laughs> awful, but it wasn't great. I apologize for the every so often hack here. <laughs> and uh, IGN has a, a funny little thing in here that uh, you know the, the name of the next movie is going to be a little Mad Lib, so it's going to be Indiana Jones and the insert noun of the insert ancient artifact. So, <laughs> yo, that's awesome. I do get we got feedback. Brian said uh, number four was terrible. Yeah, okay. you're yep. being honest. So I'm just like, yeah, it wasn't that bad, but it was. Bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. yeah. And then the last bit of information that we have is that the release date is currently scheduled for July 9th, 2021. So a little over a year from now, it's already been pushed back twice. And uh, that doesn't give them much time for production if that's the case. So, yeah, we might. We might get it. Yeah. I mean, we got we got Chinese democracy from Guns N' Roses finally. So, I mean, <laughs> if that gives you any hope or not. So... <laughs> oh, I hope it's at least better than that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You remember, uh, like, growing up, that was, like, a big thing. Chinese democracy is coming soon. And then it, like, came out when we got into our 30s. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was terrible. We were, like, in our teens. It was a huge disappointment. It was terrible. Yep. <laughs> All right. So that does it for the indie news. Let's move on to some Mortal Kombat oh, uh, movie you reboot. Oh, Mortal Kombat. Toasty. Right on. 
Uh, oh, the thing that you posted with uh, Scorpion and the <laughs> stay over there. Stay over there. <laughs> that was we, funny. we need to get that at work, especially at Costco. We all like all the soups managers. We need those. Just, just stay away. So uh, Mortal Kombat reboot produced by James Wan, directed by Simon McCoy, uh, will hit theaters on Martin Luther King Day weekend in 2021. Uh the actor who's playing Liu Kang, Ludi Lin, for the movie, basically Lin. said that this is going to be a Mortal Kombat movie universe, not just a single film. Uh, quote, director Simon McCoy is very devoted to this world. He is very passionate about building a universe of Mortal Kombat rather than one single fight film. He started a backstory of the entire world and made sure to flesh out the characters so that people feel it's not just a video game and there's some substance behind it. It's uh, a video game. Round one. Fight! Fight. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it. I like James Wan. I like the direction they're taking. We know it's going to be a hard R with fatalities. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, it's the Mortal Kombat movie that we were hoping for as kids, but definitely did not get because those first two were pretty terrible. Oh, yeah, they were bad. Actually, the first one was pretty first good. one I mean, was OK. Well, I think if you go back today and watch it, it's pretty terrible. But when we were younger, I mean, it was cool. Annihilation, I kind of dug it. Kind of. Get over here! <laughs> you have the Highlander playing Raiden and... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I, they they don't hold up. But uh, I'm looking forward to this one. And uh, you know, you've got you know some some talent behind it. Yeah. No, I think this will be good. I, yeah. Like you said, actually having uh, the hard R and the fatalities and stuff, it should be true to the source material. It should be pretty good. So, yep. want to give a shout out to Neil and Don for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Hello. Shout out. All right, that does it for Mortal Kombat news. Let's head over to DC movie news. And uh, filming on James Gunn's The Suicide Squad has officially wrapped. Uh, director Gunn celebrated the accomplishment by sharing a photo of the cast and crew, along with a heartfelt tribute to some loved ones of his. Uh, the um, uh, tweet, is it a tweet or Instagram post? It's an Instagram yeah, I think post. it anymore is an Instagram, Twitter, yep. and everything all integrated into one. Just Yeah. So in the post, he said, and that's a wrap on the Suicide Squad. My father died two weeks before we started filming, and my dog died two weeks before the end. It was a hard, hard time in my life, and yet the most fulfilling time I've ever had making a movie. The professionalism, talent, compassion, and kindness of this cast and crew inspired me every day. Thanks to everyone involved in this film, in every stage of development, in every department. I'm grateful from the bottom of my heart for all of you. You are why I make movies. So it was a great, uh, you know, heartfelt tribute to everybody who's there. If you have a chance, check out the Instagram post. It shows the entire cast and crew. Uh, a new logo, which is kind of has a cool 70s, 60s, 70s vibe That's to it. That's what I was thinking, yeah. I like the new logo over it. And with filming having wrapped, that means it's only a matter of time before we start seeing trailers and bits and pieces of it, because I'm looking forward to it. I like James Gunn. I like his style, and I think he's going to treat it real well. I do, too. And guess what? There's no Joker. Oh, thank God. Go ahead, Tom. No Jared Leto Joker. Go ahead, Tom. He sucks. He sucks. 
Do you have the voice to uh, do your impression? No, because I can't. Because the ah, ah, uh, that's what it comes out as. I can't do the voices. So, um, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Sorry, Lacey. Oh, that was the new one. Yeah, that was the good one. <laughs> Sorry, Lacey. Worst Joker ever. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Is that what we're talking next? No, I don't know. Is oh. it? No. No. Okay. Actually, yeah, it is. Tell you what, let's let's go ahead and hit that one next. Okay. All right. Oh, good for you. So, for those of you don't, that don't recognize oh, the voice, that is Christian Bale when he had his meltdown on set, and of course, he was probably one of the better Batmans uh, throughout the different incarnations that we've gotten he's my favorite batman but we know for (laughs) we know now that christian bale is joining the marvel universe as the villain for thor love and thunder now there's no word yet on who he's going to play but uh, i think tessa thompson may have let the news slip a little prematurely Uh, (laughs) what she said is yeah i've read the script i can't tell you much but there's been lots of exciting text messages exchanged between Natalie Portman and I, who Natalie Portman, of course, is going to be the female Thor. We're going to have fun. Taika's writing and directing. There's some familiar faces, some new people in the mix. Christian Bale is going to play our villain, which is going to be fantastic. So uh, I, I'm excited that he's joining the cast. Um, knowing that, knowing that Taika is back, so that's exactly. really good. I hope he gets some of this. Because I don't think the collector's back in this one. So. Probably not. Uh, the Grandmaster. Grandmaster, sorry. Yep. Mom. The His brother. brother. Yeah, he ain't yep. in it either. So uh, in reading the article on Joe Blow, uh, he made a comment that uh, more than likely Christian Bale is going to play a character named Gore the God Butcher, who is essentially a serial killer of gods and uh, was heavily featured throughout the um, Jason Aaron comic book run of Thor God and Thunder God of Thunder so you know it's anybody's guess who he's actually going to play but uh, you know there's some interesting characters in that realm and uh, like I said just knowing that Taika Waititi is back directing and writing it uh, I have no doubt it's going to be anything less than exceptional yeah I think it's going to be fantastic so can't wait for that. I'm, I'm excited for some Marvel movies to come. I feel like it's been a while. So Yep. And we should be seeing the character Better Ray Bill in this as well. Apparently he was in uh, uh, Ragnarok, but they had to cut him out for time and, and content. And so uh, he's a, a, a Thor character that people know and love. Well, that'll be great. So hopefully we'll keep, we'll keep you posted as that comes. But that um, that was some big news that came out this last week. And uh, yeah. Yep. All right. And finally, in our last story of movie news, a, a few weeks back, an excerpt from the Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, excuse me. Novelization was released that expanded upon the opening scene of Episode 9, having Kylo Ren encounter a strange creature protecting the Sith Wayfinder. Uh, Now, the book itself isn't due out until March, uh, but apparently uh, what Kylo observed while visiting Exegol for the first time and seeing Palpatine still alive, quote, All the vials were empty of liquid save one, which was nearly depleted. Kylo peered closer. He'd seen this apparatus before, too, when he studied the Clone Wars as a boy. 
the liquid flowing into the living nightmare before him, was fighting a losing battle to sustain the Emperor's putrid flesh. What could, <laughs> what could you give me, Kylo asked. Emperor Palpatine lived after a fashion, and Kylo could feel in his very bones that his clone body sheltered the Emperor's actual spirit. It was an imperfect vessel, though. Unable to contain his immense power, it couldn't last much longer. Execute Order 66. <laughs> so essentially, what it's expanding upon is that Palpatine's spirit, his essence, was now housed in a clone body, but what they were trying to do is get somebody to carry on that legacy, which obviously in that movie, you know, didn't turn out to be Kylo Ren, which the clone was based off of, but in fact, Rey. And uh, so just a little interesting tidbit uh, into what was not shown in the movies. Good. I call that lazy writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's bring him back, but let's how do we explain it? He's a clone. Well, and we knew that he was probably a clone from the scenes in the movie where you saw clones of um uh well, what was his name from The Last Jedi? Um, oh, Snoke, uh, Supreme Emperor. Yeah, Snoke, yeah. 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 But uh you know, I, I think they could have treated it a little bit differently. But, you know, that's that's the direction they decided to go. And being that this is a novelization of the movie, it's going to end up being canon. Right. Well, yeah, at least they tried to explain it. Um, wish it would have been better. Um, Neil had said Ray's father was also a failed Palpatine clone. So, again, more backstory. Just uh, kind of lazy, right? Yep. <laughs> In my opinion, not to be a dick. Uh, <laughs> All right, Tone. So right now it's 7.12 my time, 8.12 your time. Yes, I have uh, 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes. We've got 15 minutes and I have to be on another show. All right. We have four stories for uh, video games. So hit the video game news and we'll get through as much as we can. Boom. Hey, man, you want to play some video games? <laughs> All right. So this weekend is PAX East, uh, the PAX East Convention 2020 in North America. And there's a slew of video games that are coming out. Real quick, let's run down video just... Video games? Video <laughs> games. Uh, let's run down some of the more notable ones, uh, starting with 30XX, which it's is... like a Mega Man. It is essentially a Mega Man ripoff. Um but, you know, if you're a fan of those types of games, you know, could be a lot of fun. A, a new 2D side-scroller, very similar to, like, the PS1-era Mega Man X games. Yeah, I'd take a, I'd take a new Mega Man game. That'd be better. <laughs> um, another one, Animal Crossing New Horizons. For Animal Crossing fans, this is the one they've been waiting for. Not a big fan myself. Tony enjoyed the little feature where you could play uh, classic Nintendo games. Yeah. Um, that was back in the day before you could have emulators and things like that. Yeah. yeah so. Was that on the Wii or the Wii U? It was on the GameCube, I think. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was GameCube. Um, yeah, we had uh, uh, my old roommate, Andrew Nixon. Shout out. You're not listening. Hopefully you're okay if you're out there, Maybe. my friend. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, he had uh, a GameCube uh, when we were roommates, and uh, he got Animal Crossing, and we totally 
we found he played it all the time but when he uncovered the uh, old school nintendo i remember he played sight bike and um i think punch out was on there too if i'm not mistaken oh very uh, cool but yeah animal crossing has a huge following that drops on march 20th on the switch so that's uh yeah, that's big for uh, Switch owners if you're into that. Uh, I'm personally not, so I won't be picking it up. But uh, if you like it, it's coming out in just a couple of weeks. One quick little side tangent as you mention it. So uh, as I mentioned at the very front of the show in our shameless plugs, uh, I do a show called Reno Tahoe Tonight Rocks. Now, the show before mine, the Reno Tahoe Tonight Show, um, we talk entertainment and, and things going around on in this area. Now, next weekend, we have Mike Tyson coming for his Undisputed Truth 2 uh, show, and we had the privilege of interviewing Mike Tyson last week, debuted the uh, interview on Friday, and he gave us an exclusive that uh, the Tyson Ranch um, is working on a Mike Tyson's Punch-Out video game, a new version that, uh, you know, up until that point, Nobody had heard or had been confirmed, but uh, straight from Mike Tyson's mouth uh, to our ears, they are working on a Mike Tyson's Punch-Out game. Well, that'll be good. Hopefully, I mean, if they're not partnering with Nintendo, they will have the rights to all that. But hopefully they can kind of do like that generic Mega Man game and kind of be a spiritual. Um, do you know back in the uh, 90s before he got charged with uh, or accused of rape or Mm -hmm. um nintendo was working on punch out 2 and then obviously with all that nintendo didn't want to be associated with mike so they got rid of him and uh they re-released it with mr dream and that's the one you get all the time now yep. instead of mike tyson and uh they released a game called power punch 2 which was essentially going to be punch out 2 with mike tyson but they switched his name to like iron kid okay uh, instead of iron mike it was like iron kid and uh, he fought uh, aliens. Like, hey, <laughs> I got to play weird. it um, on an emulator. What a pile of crap that was. So um, go, I, the kudos to him. I mean, how was that interview? That had to have been pretty cool. It was awesome. You know, I mean, talking to a living legend like that is just amazing. We only had about 10 minutes with him. So uh, we had to just sort of roll on. But uh it I've got was, no good sound clips awesome. for him. I can't play. I can't, you know, if I knew it, he was right. going to come up, I would have uh, had some stuff ready. Yep. Well, Sometimes we do effed up things when we're drunk, when we're effed up. <laughs> but uh, continuing on our, uh, you know, just view of some of these PAX uh, East 2020 games, Doom Eternal coming out. Uh, I mean, the graphics on that look amazing. Let's oh, see. That's going to be a big one. Yeah. Yeah. That drops on March 20th as well. So uh, that'll be out on the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch. So, um, yep. If you're, a fan, awesome. if you're a fan of Magic the Gathering, there is a game called Magic Legends coming out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One sometime this year. Ooh. And then the one that I'm really excited about, I got to scroll down to this. Where is it? Where are you? It is, there it is Streets of Rage 4. Ooh, oh, very good. Yeah. yeah. PC, PS4, cool. Xbox One, and Switch. The animation looks amazing. And if you were a fan of any of the old Streets of Rage games, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, Sega still knows how to treat their properties well. Um, 
was just at Dave and Buster's uh, a couple of days ago, and it was amazing to see that Sega has gotten back into releasing some of their old IPs in arcades. Like it was New House of the Dead. There was uh, a couple of uh, New Daytona USA games, stuff like that. So you know, Sega knows how to go back. They have some good properties, and they were a great developer. So it's it's cool to see this. So yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of games coming out of PAX East 2020, many that we don't know about, but, you know, we just touched on some of the bigger names that you're going to be seeing. Now, moving on to the next story, something I'm excited about. I'm hoping the gameplay is good. But uh, developer Ilphonic is running a trial weekend for its upcoming asymmetrical multiplayer shooter Predator Hunting Grounds. So the trial kicks off on March 27th and goes through March 29th. So you only have a few days to play it. But uh, it is a true predator game. It's basically uh, hunter versus prey. And, you know, you can either choose to play as the predator or as those who are hunting him. And uh, graphics look amazing. I'm hoping the gameplay holds up. Yeah, hopefully, man. We need to uh, get to the chopper on that one. You do the job, do it. <laughs> and so um, Neo plays in uh, VR that'd be a cool game to play in virtual reality oh yeah <laughs> that'd be pretty nuts oh I, uh... <laughs> was it an Arnold Chopper that was a that was fake, awful that was a fake button dude I could have done a better one being all sick um, but the... oh yeah oh this is a chopper <laughs> 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 so, but, you know, if you um, are familiar with the 2017 Friday the 13th game, which was essentially that sort of same thing, you know, Hunter versus Prey, it's the same studio that created this, um, or, you know, that created that, created this. So, uh, yeah, you know, if you've got time to kill March 27th through 29th and you own a PS4 or PC, yeah. Jump in on the trial and play. Hopefully they put some time into it. Uh, I downloaded that Friday the 13th game and the appeal of it was there for a little bit, but you have to like, there's sometimes you have to wait for Jason to show up and you're, I don't know. You're kind of like running around and the suspense builds, but sometimes he's not there. Do you get to go into the cabin and bang one of the uh, uh, fellow (laughs) players? Yeah, Yeah, you can't bang in real life, so do it in video games. Why not? It would be a true Friday the 13th game that way. (laughs) Get the sleeping bag. That's one way to ensure yeah. that he shows up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, if you get, get a little naughty, then that's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> Moving on with a few minutes left. Uh, we talked yes. recently about the Resident Evil 3 remake that, I mean, graphics look fantastic. I've started seeing some little side games that weren't available in the original that you can play. And, uh, did you play side games? I did. So you can actually pre-order it right now for $49.94, so discounted from the usual $60 over at walmart.com. If you're looking forward to it, that's a hell of a deal for a brand new game coming out. Oh, yeah. Stars. (laughs) That was was Nemesis, apparently. Yep. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to have time to play this just because those Resident Evil games occupy so much time sorry i didn't have a silence button (laughs) but uh you know if you're a fan of those and you do have the time to play them this one's probably worth checking out 
Yeah, the graphics look great. Um, I played Resident Evil 3 back on the PS1 back in the day. Never beat it, um, but it was a good game. Uh, the remake looks fantastic, but I, there's a bigger remake coming out right around the same time. They're re-releasing -re -re Final Fantasy VII, yeah. and that's a complete remake, and that looks bitching. Yeah. That was an awesome role-playing game. I just see people playing that, and the problem with Capcom, you like the, the voice cracks. The Capcom. Capcom. Tony's going Capcom. through puberty, everybody. I'm not in puberty yet. Um, yeah, so Capcom, they'll charge you full price, and then they discount the, the hell out of their games after you've bought the damn thing. Yep. So wait for a couple months, and that Resident Evil 3 remake will probably be down to 20 bucks. Like Resident Evil 2 remake from last year, um, Black Friday was uh, down to seventeen dollars. Um, when all the uh, red boxes got rid of their video games and stuff, I picked it up for nine dollars. Uh, That's I a heck of a deal. Yet, but I picked it up a couple weeks ago for nine bucks. So. <laughs> um, but the the point of it is is be patient. Unless you're a diehard fan, I think it's something you can wait on. It looks amazing, but Final Fantasy VII though, that thing looks fan legit. Yep, it looks good. All right, and we are on to our last story of the day. Speaking of Capcom, uh, just released was the Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection, which, uh, you know, if you've been following, they've been releasing these Legacy Collections in chunks. I recently picked yeah. up the Mega Man X Collection. X or X2? I forget. Uh, well, that's, that's, again, greedy Capcom. I love Capcom, but greedy... Mm -hmm. Greedy, greedy in releasing those in two collections. Just one big collection, charge one price. Simple. I agree. Now, I did pick it up on special. I think I paid, what, 14 bucks for it? Yeah. Yeah, they run a real good deal. But uh, this is just continuing on and uh, basically picks up uh, the original Mega Man Zero game on uh, Game Boy Advance uh, and both DS games into one convenient package. Not... Super convenient if you want to own all of the Mega Man games. Right. But, you know, looking through, you know, it's, it's more of the same with what they're doing on those collections. You know, you get uh, some unique boss battles. You get some uh, updated artwork. You can play the Japanese versions of the game. And uh, all in all, IGN gave it an 8, which is a, a very good, or in their terms, yeah, great score. Yeah, IGN, that's a good score. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've actually never played the uh, Mega Man Z games or anything. If they play anything like Mega Man X, it's probably very similar. Mm -hmm. um, it's the Mega Man formula, so you know it's going to be good. Um, if you're a big fan of the side-scrolling, shoot-em-ups and stuff, um, definitely think it'll be worth a pickup. I'm going to wait for a deal, uh, deal of yeah. the week kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, so you guys can check that out now. Um, Neil had chimed in and said, what about good games still in development? Uh, we'll have to come up with a good list, and uh, maybe we'll bring that up in next week's video game segment. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean... Um, there are a lot of good games coming up uh, yeah. this summer and fall, um, uh, but nothing's really been announced just yet, so yeah, nothing massive. The big ones are usually announced during E3, which obviously is coming up uh, in a few months, but... Uh, you know, there are things that are, people are looking forward to. Uh, as you mentioned, Final Fantasy VII Remake is a big one. Um, but yeah, I mean, so far, there's not a lot of big development news. I think the no. the next big push is going to be the next-gen systems. Yeah, and, uh, the, the, uh, 
whatever the new Xbox is going to be called and uh, the PlayStation PS5. Five, exactly. Yeah, so we're already moving on to the next, and uh, I feel like these consoles just came out. But when you think about it, the uh, Xbox One came out uh, twenty thirteen. Yeah, it was 2013 yeah. it came out. And then, uh, you know, the PS4 was same year. So, you know, these things are, you know, roughly, you know, five, six years. It's so weird how long, how quick the console cycles now. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be very exciting to see what comes out. Um, I'm really hoping, fingers crossing, that uh, Evo's coming up. And there's a lot of push for Marvel, Marvel versus Capcom to come back out. And it kind of leaked. Um when they did uh, the uh, arcade night where mm-hmm. the one-up arcades where they had NBA Jam coming back out and things like that. Well, somebody snapped a picture of a Marvel cabinet that had Marvel versus Capcom, um, X-Men versus Street Fighter, yeah. and uh, X-Men Children of the Atom. Now they, uh, well, X-Men Children of the Atom came out, but on already. But anyways, I'm a big fan of those fighting games. I'm hoping Capcom brings us a new marvel versus capcom would be sweet yep yep along yeah, with street not, fighter 6 yes yeah to just and, and just take that street fighter 5 that just came out um the champion edition which is like the fourth release on the ps4 um they they really dropped the ball i think i said this last week um they dropped the ball um in the sense that they should have put that out on all systems like the switch have been really good Yep. Um, give other audiences that. And um, next year, you know, who's finally getting out of the exclusive crap is uh, the MLB license. So if you're a fan of baseball, you know, the MLB games will start popping up on your Switch, your Xboxes, and things of that nature, which I think is great. Because um, people are loyal to their systems, you know, mm-hmm. just make it available to everybody. This exclusive just to play one game thing is, is stupid. Yeah. And real quick on just side tangent, you know, with that uh, ultimate edition of uh, Street Fighter V, now the Mortal Kombat 11, I think they're calling it ultimate edition or whatever it is, um, that's going to include all of the DLCs. If you're a fan of hard rock heavy metal like we are, uh, it was announced that Trivium, their new Trivium song, is the official song of that Mortal Kombat ultimate edition. And they've got, you know, sort of this cross sponsorship going. Which is kind of oh, a cool thing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. You shared it with me. I got to listen to it. I liked it. Um, Lacey suggests Mortal, Mario Kart 9. Mortal Kombat 9. Mario Kart 9. That would be awesome if we got a new Mario Kart. That would be sweet. Agreed. Well, Tone, we've got a minute left before you got to jump ship. Before so, I got to uh, go jump and do a radio right. thing. So, hey, guys. Thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight, everybody that chimed in. Always great to have interaction. Um, you know, you know, shoot us a, messages. You know, you can uh, send it to our Facebook messages, post it on our page. Let us know if there's stories you want us to cover. Um, we'll be more than happy to try to add it into our news sections. And um, again, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. And uh, you know, go out support Rough Riders. Um, go ahead and listen to KNBC.org. Tune in Pop Culture Kaboom, and then also download Chris's Reno Tahoe Tonight Rocks. There you go. Yep. You guys, thank you so much. Tony, play us out. And we're outie. I am. Hasta la vista, baby. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Woo! Mommy, where's Fluffy? Goodbye.